Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollars per order additional terms apply why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. This time on task, right? The reps, you know, and again, he's uh, he's been a pro, you know, the entire time. Um, I think he's been really good in the meetings, good into, uh, you know, paying attention during walkthroughs. And again, you don't get a bunch of reps as a backup quarterback. And I thought he did a really nice job of coming in there, settling in once he did settle in in the last game. And this is only going to be beneficial to him. You know, to get you know all these reps this week, and and again, I'm excited to see where he is. I know the guys have a lot of confidence in him. He's a very confident guy, and again, he's got good arm talent. He's got good poise and you know pocket presence, and we're excited to see where it goes. Of course, Matt Eberflus right there talking about Tyson Bajent, who will be starting on Sunday versus the Raiders right here in Chicago. Should be a good one. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score. Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Um, no fluff. Just going to get my next guest in. Joining us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Former Bear, NFL alum, all-around good guy, and Northwestern alum, too. My guy, Corey Wooten. Corey, what up? Gabe, what's going on, my man? You know, chilling. I tried to I, – I got to get you some intro music, you know? Like what would what would it what would it be for you, Corey? What do you think? Let me let me guess first. Let me guess first. Let me guess first. Okay. I'm trying to think. I would think like some Rick James. <laughs> yeah, everybody <laughs> dance now. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> you, you, you know you know what you know what song I'll probably come out to honestly. Because this is this is both where we grew up because we're 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 similar in age. You know what I mean? Uh, Biggie Smalls. Hypnotize, man. Come on. Okay. Okay. Come on, baby. Okay. You know? That, that's that's sicker than your average. Oh, whoa. Okay. Come on, baby. You know what it is? Corey likes to remind people he's from the East Coast. That's what it is. Jersey. Exactly. Jersey. Exactly. D- dirty Jersey. <laughs> nah, man. J- Jersey, Jersey is a very nice place. People, because of the Jersey Shore, they they think it's Paulie D and all. You know, those guys aren't from New Jersey. You know, we mm. tell them, get them out of here. Right? Get them out of here. Get them out of here. Uh, <laughs> and people might be saying that, Corey, to Justin Fields, after what's been happening over the last thing, talking to former Bear Corey Wooten here on 670 The Score. Corey, what, I mean, we were, watching, we were watching the game together 
on Sunday. Yep. So we got mm-hmm. to see Tyson Bajan come in. Wasn't it crazy? So we're at this bar, and Corey and I, you know, when we watch these games together every week, there's multiple TVs on all the time. And so when we hear cheers, sometimes we turn around because sometimes it might be like a great play by an opposing team or something like that. And so we hear this loud cheer in the bar that we were at. We were at what? Jameson's in Frankfurt. Yep. We hear this loud cheer, and we turn around like, what the hell happened? And we see Tyson Bajant running onto the screen. Corey, how crazy was that? That that was crazy. Yeah, I I, I couldn't believe it. And I I guess like I don't know. I guess I guess maybe the fan base wants something new. I guess, I guess that's what it is. And I think at Soldier Field they said the same thing happened. Really? So yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's uh, yeah. I guess I guess it's been up and down. Um, you know, with Justin Fields after the past two weeks before this, right? I kind of thought they turned the corner as far as him, the play calling. Um, and, and me and you had an in-depth conversation about this. And, you know, I think the jury for a lot of people is still out for Justin Fields. I do believe he has all the talent. He can make throws. At times, he holds the ball too long for sure. A couple errant throws here or there. But I thought what we saw in the Denver game and Washington game had me very excited for his future. And I thought they would just continue that. And I think a lot of that definitely is on the on, on the play calling for sure. Because even when Bajit came in, Luke Getzey, I, I, I was scratching my head, and we talked about this, how Brian Flores really bring had been bringing that pressure all game. And that last play where he threw a pick, they weren't disguising it by any means, Gabe. Why, why wasn't there something to check out of that? Why, why wasn't there another play design for what they had been showing? So I was just kind of scratching my head on that because they had been showing that pretty much all game. And it didn't seem like Getzey made the appropriate adjustments for that. Yeah, it seemed like that. Uh, we're talking to Corey Wooden here on 670, the score. I am Gabe Ramirez. There's just so much going on with this team, Corey. You know what I mean? It's like so much going on. It's not just the quarterback position, right? You got Khalil Herbert out. You got Chase Claypool causing drama in the wide receiver room. You got the offensive line. That's a carousel. On the defense, guys have been in and out injured as well. The, the, the defensive line, you got the rookies playing 30% of the snaps. It's just like so much going on with this team like talk to me as a as a former player what is it like when cuz cuz it's cuz you go into the season feeling good you always do right and like what is that like when you finally like like feel a crack in the building in the middle of a season as a player it it's so it's the worst feeling like in in 2013 right the year after we had that 10 and 6 season we were a top 5 defense the only person we didn't have on the roster was Brian Erlacher and we went from top five defense oh, to I dead last. That. I remember. Oh my God, I remember that. Bro, okay, yep. It was. It they should have gave him the money. Yes, they they should they should have, and they should have never let Lovey go because the way they had that defense, and that's what happens. That's why coaching does matter, Gabe. I, I talk to you about this all the time. Coaching does matter, and and that was evident in there. So it's it's the most frustrating thing when when you start to feel the cracks in the team and you see how many weaknesses you have and how they're exploiting certain things. Um, and it's, it, it's really unfortunate. And, and back to what I was saying before about after, after Lovey left, there's no reason why we should have went from top five to dead last, Gabe. Yeah. But pretty much the same personnel. And that's the point I'm getting at is the coaching does matter. And I feel like the coaching this year, Eberflus, Allen Williams, and he's the coordinator, Luke Getze, it's been so up and down. There's been no consistency. And I understand there's going to be certain weeks where things aren't flowing on all cylinders. Yes, they may call a bad game. But we've seen consistently a lot of bad games called on both sides of the ball, situational football. And, you know, I think Iberflus is just so calm about everything. You know, it's going to be. And I'm like, <laughs> man, you have to take accountability. You know what I mean? You, you got to man up. You got you to look at the man in the mirror. And I feel like he, he hasn't called out certain things when it, when it needs to be called out. We're talking with former Chicago Bear Corey Wooten right now. It's Gabe Ramirez, 670 The Score. I want to live in that space for a little bit, Corey, mm-hmm. um, and really get your perspective as a, as a player because you say, you know, coaching matters, and you, you, you stressed it and emphasized it there when we have conversations. But, like, don't, you know, from, from a fan's perspective, it's like, well, players, what do you, like, well, talk to me, like, what, what are you talking about when you say coaches matter? Because in my mind, I'm like, these guys, NFL players, you guys are getting paid a ton of money to come out and do your job, and you want to secure the bag for the next, you know, contract. Mm-hmm. So 
they players should always be playing at, at their optimal level. So I'm trying to think like what because like, when I hear you say about Lovey, I'm thinking well, Lovey always had everybody playing at a high level, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, but I'm like, but but to me, that's just where they should be at, right? So talk to me like when you say coaching matters, is it because like of of how they're running the the, the locker room? Is it because there is like another ten percent that the coach can get out of you? Like explain that to me. Yeah. So so there's some coaches that people will want to run through a brick wall for, right? Lovey Smith was one of those coaches. Rod Marinelli, who was our defensive coordinator, defensive line coach when I was there, right? That you that you want to do absolutely everything you can, you know, for those coaches. And I do believe that there's some coaches where you just you just don't feel that same way, right? The, the camaraderie of the team, um, the attention to detail. That's the biggest thing a lot of times. Like, so when I look at the difference between that 2012 and 2013 season, so in practices with Lovey Smith, Rod Marinelli, we always scoop and scored every ball. We always ran after the football. We always, mm. So in 2013, it was just different, right? They didn't preach, you know, running to the football as much. Scoop and score, we kind of didn't do that as much in, in, in uh, practice. And I remember that 2013 game, uh, we played uh, Green Bay last game of the season. Where everyone said Chris Conti got beat deep. That that play uh, with Randall Cobb, right? I do remember that. One, that. Right? I hate Chris. There Conti. was a play where where there was there was a fumble, and it normally under Lovey Smith, Rob Marinelli, we scoop and score that anyway, even if we thought it wasn't, and it was actually a live ball, and nobody picked it up. So that's something that showed me yes, there was a different mentality and different way we'd been coached, and it was all from our practice habits because we did that same stuff in practice. We didn't scoop and score the same way. Our effort to the ball wasn't the same. And little stuff like that, even for guys that are getting paid, that had success the year before, and our pros, stuff like that creeps in, right? And then all of a sudden it spreads like wildfire. And that's what you saw from our defense, from top five to dead last. That is with, such with a great point. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, first of all, it's painful, Corey, to hear you talk about it because I like those are things that I put in the back, 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 back seller of the bad memory bank. And you brought up Chris Conti. You brought up, I remember that play when nobody jumped on the ball and it was live. And you were like, wait, if we would have just jumped on the ball, this game would have been over. And the Bears would have won that one. I remember that vividly. Um, so something like that, Gabe. It's, it's as simple as that. And, and that was just evident all year. Um, I think about our effort and uh, it, it's, it's all, it all works together, right? Like the thing is, some, in some games, right? You know, you may not start out the best. You know, we always kind of have that bend but break, don't break philosophy. And then all of a sudden at the end of the game, you know, we played the Cowboys that year. We had two picks at the end, a pick six Lance Briggs had. So stuff like that, like you just being consistent, you're sticking to the effort, you're sticking to running to the football, you're sticking to scooping and scoring. And then all of a sudden that's when the takeaways happen. So you just got to keep being consistent with, with your approach to the game. We did that with Lovey. We did not do that with Mark Tressman and Mel Tucker. And and that that's honestly like I'm looking back and it it was it was a completely different program. It was a completely different team, and and it started with the coaching. And yes, as as, play, as players, as pros, we have to do a better job. But the thing is, coaching does matter. How you motivate people, especially in the sport of football, that that's a big thing, right? Yeah, you're more, you know, like we wanted to run through a brick wall for Lovey. When they fired Lovey, grown men were crying, Gabe. When they fired Tressman, I guarantee you. That did not happen. <laughs> no, I'm but, just being serious. I, it was tears of joy, Corey. It was a different, <laughs> different kind of tears. You know what I'm saying? Different kind of tears. We're talking to Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear here on 670 The Score. I do want to open up the phone lines because Corey, Corey said he's going to hang out with us for a little bit. Uh, so the phone lines are open. You got any questions for Corey or any thoughts on the Chicago Bears? We most certainly want to hear on 312-644-6767. Um, Corey, you said... You know, Iberflus hasn't done a good job of calling people out. Well, what does that do? You know what I mean? Because some people would say, like, oh, you, should, you know, you're calling out your guys, and, you know, that might not be a good thing because then they might, you know, not, might not, you know, take to you as well. But then you heard guys like Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley. I've, I've been talking about this consistently or constantly, and it is he talked about, you know, back in the day when Mike Brown was like, we suck. And then after that, they went on a seven-game win streak, right? And because somebody, yep. the, the, somebody had the gall to – to, to take accountability for the way that they were playing. But if nobody's calling people out, like what does that do for the team? Yeah. 
I, th- I think the, the leadership, it, it's evident that they don't have enough leaders in the locker room um, because when I, when I play with guys like Erlacher, Briggs, Peppers, Tillman, like if we were having, you know, a, a bad series, a bad bad game, bad week, all of a sudden they, they, they get us together. You know, we'd rally up on the sidelines, he'd get things going, and all of a sudden we'd bounce back. So I just don't see the leadership there, right? Like the mark of good teams – Like, you look at Philly, right, when I look at them, they have a lot of leaders on that team, right, from Jalen Hurst to Lane Johnson to uh, Jason Kelsey on the defensive side. You know, they have Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, all these guys, right, that are are veteran leaders that that write the ship. Um, And you just don't see enough of that for the Bears. And I think that's where the problem is because the leaders in the locker room, they set the tone for everything. When the game's on the line, you're looking to those guys, right? Back when when I was playing, Brian Erlacher, right, you looked at him. And, hey, even if we weren't playing well, hey, he, he, he'd be in a positive way. Hey, let's get things going. Come on. Come mm-hmm. on. We can rally together. We can do this, right? And you look at, like, Tom Brady, you know, what he did for years. And Drew Brees, games on the line. They're like, hey, guys, let's go. Hey, I know we haven't been doing what we're supposed to, but, hey, we're going we're gonna to get this dub. All of a sudden, they turn around and get the dub because guys rally around them. And I just don't think there's an, enough leaders on the team that are getting together because there's a lot of young guys on this team, Gabe. A lot of guys that are inexperienced. So that's where the leadership is so crucial. Yeah. For especially a team like the Bears. And it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's tough because, you know, in order to get to that level where you can be a leader, you got to stick around with a team long enough. You know what I mean? And, exactly. and be productive. And I think that's the conundrum right there that you can't have leadership if you don't have guys that are performing at a high enough level to keep it around. I like, think about Eddie Jackson. Right. Where you want him to be that dude. And and here he is, you know, trying to get another contract or you know, trying to get more money. And it's like, ah, he might not be here to be a leader for this squad. Uh, we're talking to Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear. Let's go out to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Let's go to Ryan. Ryan, uh, so your thoughts are on Tyson Bajan, right? Your question? Yeah, no, it, it was kind of more of a comment. I know you and Corey were talking about when uh, Bajan came into the game. Uh, I was at the game, I was at the stadium, and it seemed like about half the crowd, you know, was not was kind of booing. The other half was excited. And from the experience of the people around me, it seemed like people that knew football were like, oh, man, this is devastating. The people that just watch the preseason games and think they know who uh, Bajan is, they were excited to see him come in. But let's be honest. You know, you're not you're not going to get a Justin Fields out of Bajan. You know, he may be a serviceable backup, and that's great to have. But, I mean, these people that really think that he's going to make something better than Justin Fields are just out of their minds. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I hear you, Ryan, and I think the issue there is that, I mean, I think the reality, right, the, the pill that we have to swallow as Bears fans is that, that no one thinks, or you shouldn't be thinking that Tyson Bajan is going to be the answer for the future. He's a, it's fun to watch. I'm here for I'm here for watching Tyson Bajant. I'm here for that. Um, and and then getting an exciting game, win or lose. But the fact of the matter is, the Bears are going to draft a quarterback next year. It's just facts. And so uh, I think when people are clamoring just to see Tyson Bajant, they just want something different. Tired of watching bad football games where you know you're you're, you're banking on someone to come through. It's just like no, let's just do something different. Give me something different. I don't care what it is. Let's get Corey back on the line. Uh, Corey, I got a question from uh, a texter, and I think this is a pretty good one. Are you there, Corey? Um, so, Corey, somebody said, and this is a great one from the 630, it says, does it matter to a team whether the coach is offensive or defensive oriented? How does that affect the overall team approach? And I think that's a really good question because, you know, Iberflus, obviously, former defensive coordinator, the, the 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 buzz name that is in people's mouths right now is is the Ben Buddy from Detroit Lions, but he's an offensive minded coach. So mm-hmm. I, so it isn't. I am curious your perspective on that. Like, does it matter mm-hmm. whether a guy is an offensive or a defensive minded coach? I I don't think it it matters as much. Um, I think it's it, it matters what you have. So so if you're a defensive minded coach, who you have on the offensive side running things. Because um, that was kind of the problem that, that people had argued with Lovey Smith for so long, right? He's got the defense, but the offense kind of never clicked together. So it just, it just depends how you're running things. You look at Andy Reid, right? 
he's got Spagnola running things defensively. So what the trend is now, especially if you have a young quarterback, right, is to get a offensive guru, right, a guy that's really good at molding, shaping quarterbacks. That's kind of been the trend, right, Sean McVay, uh, Mike McDaniels, Kyle Shanahan, guys like that, right? And, and that's what you're seeing the league is becoming, a lot of that, because w- who usually struggles the most? Quarterbacks, right? It's hit or miss with them. And you want to surround your quarterback with a talented offensive mind that can script for success for them. So that's where you're seeing the league go to. So I, I don't really think it matters offense and defensively. It just matters who you have, you know, on the other side of things, right? If you're a defensive-minded coach, who you have as a coordinator. If you're an offensive-minded coach, who you have as that defensive coordinator. Yeah, and I think that for me that makes the most sense. I think it's easier to get a an offensive-minded coach, right, that, like you mentioned, you, that can lead someone, and then get in someone that can take care of your defense. Take care of it because you can get a specialist like an Eberflus, but but it didn't necessarily work out with Nagy, right? <laughs> so so that's why I think it becomes a you have to have a proven commodity, right? Exactly. But but Matt Nagy, right? <laughs> a lot of people got okie doke. It's like, oh, here's the here's the coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. No no no, Andy Reid was the coordinator. <laughs> so a lot of people, yeah, he had the title, but 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 who has that play sheet? When, when they're zooming in on him on Sundays, mm. Andy Reid over there. So I think I think he kind of rode the coattails a little bit of Andy Reid's success, and you know Andy Reid is calling the shots. So well, it's the same. It's the same reason why Andy. it's why it's why Eric Bieniemy needed to leave Kansas City and go be the offensive coordinator for the Commanders, right? So that he can prove that he's capable and he's not another you know Matt Nagy situation. Because a lot of people still have that that bad taste in their mouth. We're talking to Corey Wooten. Former Chicago Bear here on 670 The Score. I am Gabe Ramirez, and we're taking your phone calls. 312-644-6767. you have thoughts on Caleb Williams coming to the Bears? Or you have some questions for Corey Wooten, maybe? Uh, we'll take those on the other side. Again, 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez and Corey Wooten hanging out for a little bit right here on 670 The Score. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Back at it again. Gabe Ramirez along with Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear, hanging out. Corey, what up, man? What are you doing? Hey, are the kids sleeping? Hey, are the kids sleeping right now yet or no? Biggie, 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 can't you see? Ah, I see you, baby. The thing I is this, Corey. You. You, you're, you've been on the radio and TV far too long to not know 
that if you sing on beat with the beat, you're off beat because by the time it gets on the air, you're not going to be on beat. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. I'm, I'm not as experienced uh, as you with with, with, with this radio stuff. So just give me a break, all right? You're right. Give me a break. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't have came down on you. Uh, Corey, I got a question here from 847, and this is before we get back into some Bears talk. Again, uh, we got Corey Wooten uh, taking phone calls, man, if you got any questions for him or just thoughts about the Bears. We'd love to give you some feedback on it. 312-644-6767. Somebody said, Corey, who should the next head coach uh, at Northwestern be? Ooh. Ooh, that's, that's, that's a good question, man. Has David, um, has David Braun shown enough, or do they need to go outside the program? Ooh. I, I I do think they need to go outside the program. I, I think for Northwestern, this is so crucial with everything that's gone on this offseason with the hazing and and everything, right? They they need they need a bona fide star at at a, as a head coach. I think it'd be good for recruiting uh, somebody that's a proven winner that can run an offensive scheme. So we talked about wh- what do you think is better? I think at this point for for Northwestern, having an off- offensive minded coach that has a proven track record of running good offenses because their offenses in the past couple of years have been on the struggle bus. Yeah. So that, that's, what, that's what I'm looking for from Northwestern. Like if, if I'm them, I'm, pay, I'm paying somebody the big bucks to really revamp this program and get it to what it was uh, years ago when, when they were uh, two Big Ten West titles. And I know that people, you know, alum- <clears throat> excuse me, alumni specifically, they want the program to do well, but at what cost, right? And And <clears throat> I think that's something that, there might be pushback on, right? If they were to try to like break the bank to bring in some coach, I think people at Northwestern, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily the school where they're like, yeah, let's go ahead and pay, you know, X person X amount of dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but you got the money, right? You 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 make a lot of money from the university with the Big Ten, the TV deals, and everything. You gotta you got you gotta pay the big bucks okay. to the big coaches, okay. right? You got to. Especially you gotta pay the man. You wanna play with the big boys? You gotta pay the big boys to get there too. Exactly. Tell them, Gabe. All Come right, on. let's let's go back out to the phone lines. Let's talk to Ben out there in Saga Talk. Now, Ben, you had a, an inter- interesting conversation with a, a very important person. Who was that on Sunday? Yes, I had a question for Corey real quick, and okay. I'll I'll answer your question. Uh was Corey at the Bears game Sunday, and did he sign any autographs uh, for the alum that were there? So I wasn't there. I, w- I was watching a game with Gabe, which I mostly do on most Sundays. We, we cover the- we cover the game for Fox Thirty Two, so we-, we always enjoy watching the game together. I wasn't there, but I definitely want to get out to a game. Um, love love Soldier Field, and a funny thing: the first time I I went out the tunnel, and they they called me for the starting lineup. I heard woo. I thought they booed me, and everyone's like, "No, no, they yelled woo." I was like, oh, "Thank God, thank God." Oh, so, man. yeah, nobody's yeah, gonna, Corey. But, but, nobody's nobody would have booed you, bro. You're from Northwestern. Nice draft pick. Nobody was gonna boo you when you came in. I, I, I just, I just didn't know. And like, you know, Daryl Johnson from the Cowboys years ago, and he said boos. So it was kind of like that. So it was cool to see. But I want, I want to go back to a game, and I mean, there's no fans, Gabe, and I've told you this, like, like. Bears fans, there's no place like Soldier Field. They always show love, and, and they're the best fans around. So I definitely want to get back to a game, sign autographs, take pictures, just just be just be a part of the experience. Yeah, and and Ben, maybe I'll maybe I I'll, I'll piggyback and, and join Corey and try to get him out there because you know he lives in St. Louis now, so we got to get him up here. And exactly, we'll get those sidelines. We'll be on the field. Yeah. Oh damn. His routes. No, no, show no. Him, show him that he's wait, right wait, wait. No? You're gonna give me signing passes, right? I want to make the, make that very clear. What's how that's, how that's no, going? No, no, no. I got you. I okay, got good. You, thank God. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't put that pressure on me. I got no plugs like that. Uh, but Ben, uh, talk to me about who you had the conversation with on Sunday. So uh, it was alumni and Dennis McKinnon, Israel Adonaze, and a few other Bears were there, former Bears. And uh, when my nephew, wife, father-in-law, and family, we were on the, we've been fortunate enough and blessed to have front row seats for a very long time on the Bears' sideline, well, uh, you wouldn't believe it, but Kevin Warren comes up, uh, and we were hollering at him a little bit, and uh, he came up and signed the, you know, commemorative football we had brought uh, where the former Bears had signed as well. So he made uh, my nephew's day, and he was very kind and professional and respectful. So I, I think that resonated about him. So I have hopes for the future of the Bears as far as culture, and I know they've gone through some struggles, but 
just wanted to share that story. Yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate it, Ben. And, Corey, let me ask you about that. I mean, because a lot of people were bat- down on Ted Phillips, and, you know, Kevin Warren comes mm-hmm. in, people are high on him. Like, is there – I mean, like, how many times did you kick it with Mr. Phillips? Not not many at all, <laughs> to be to be honest with you. I, I talked to him a handful of times, like, always oh, just, hey, how are you? That's pretty much it. Didn't didn't really have, like, a personal relationship, and I know – Certain certain presidents are, are maybe a little different, um, but yeah, it seems like Kevin Warren um, is trying to do things a little differently. And his track record with the Big Ten, uh, he was he was uh, responsible for helping with Minnesota Stadium. So I know the Bears are talking about doing the new stadium. So I think it's it's huge that he has the experience dealing with that already to kind of navigate the ins and outs of that. Yeah, and I think, like you mentioned, culture is important. Obviously, he had a hand, or maybe maybe he didn't, but he, he was certainly in the room when they were uh, discussing drafting Mr. Wright, offensive lineman for the Chicago Bears. He's the first little key component. And he's going to have his hands full this weekend, Corey. Max Crosby on the other side of him. I just saw a, st- oh, I just saw a stat. I know. I just saw a stat that was talking about all the people that he's faced so far this season. I think it's like four out of, you know, four of them have been, you know, all pro guy guys or something like that max crosby obviously being one of them talk to me what it's like being uh, uh here it is rashawn gary shaq barrett pro bowl chris jones all pro montez sweat pro bowl daniel hunter pro bowl and then now max crosby <laughs> um but 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 talk to me what it's like being a like i'm not talking about your fr- your first year not even your second year but like when, when you had you know s- some length in the tooth and you knew you were going to be going up against the rookie on the other side were you licking yeah. your chops or did you still have some respect for the guy because you knew he was a high draft pick. No, you, you, you're, you're licking your chops, right? Because the, the thing is, the hardest position to play, two hardest, I think, uh, are cornerback and, and tackle, right? Because you're on an island out there, right? Especially on the left side, quarterback's blind side. So, so literally, hey, you know guys are talented, but these young guys, I mean, you try to, you try to give them everything you can. I, I, love, I love to give them power, bull rush, long arm, really try to get that and then they have another guy come in and rotate and, and, you know, give them, give them a little bit of finesse. So anytime I, I got a chance to, to butt somebody up, especially those younger guys and let them know like, Hey, fuck, fuck, welcome to the NFL rookie. So that was, that was always a good thing. All right. Here's a, here's a, here's a quick little tidbit about Corey and I's relationship. I always give Corey crap. What a surprise, right? Sean, I always give Corey crap about anything I could possibly think of. And, and hearing him just say that right there, like it was a great reminder that Corey Moon is a former defensive end in the NFL and could just flick me off like a little fly. Cause I'll be Wait, do you want to do that next segment uh, when I come up? No. We'll, we'll do it. No, no, no. No. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think. Well, like I'll be, I'll be Darnell Wright, and you'll be Corey. Yeah, right. I'd end up on my ass. You know that. You know that. But if we were playing, but if we were playing basketball where there's no tackling. Then I think I have a better chance. He would chance still there. kick your ass. What are you talking no. about? He's this like is our number one. Five six, inches seven. taller than you. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is seven inches taller than me. This is what we talk about hey. all the time. I tell Corey, I will uh, give him the business in basketball. Get out! Yeah, of here. right. Pito told me about you, man. Because you think you shot that one little little commercial on your Instagram, man? Come on, man. You was listen, powered by that drink. Listen, Come on, man. <laughs> all I gotta tell you, put. But here's the thing. Watch this. Watch this. Do you want to play against me or no? Yeah, I'll play against no! you. No. Record that because this is the first time in years. Corey and I have been working together for six years. The first time in six years, he said he put his his feet on a court because he said he's too scared of getting injured. But I would I would just say like this: I would just back you down. What are you going to do? I'll stop you? Stop? How? If, if if you can if you can't block me if you're if you're pass sitting on me, if if I have my back to the basket, how are you going to? Stop me. That's it. This is a real conversation we have all the time. <laughs> it doesn't take any skill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but I'm not just going to let you back me down. I, I, I'm not. How so? I'm stronger than you, no? Yes, but okay. you can have still good positioning. See, this is how I know you don't hoop. This this, this, this is argument Corey and I have. So, so, so hold on, hold on. This, Corey, 6'7", 2'3", what are you, 280, 290? What are you? 295, 300, depending on the day. Yeah. Um <laughs> if he's faster saying, or not. Dude, you, you don't like, have a chance. Like, it's not like, even funny. Like, hold on. That's like that's like a guard guarding Shaq. That's <laughs> not going to happen. You're okay. Don't stop. Okay, okay. Like I said, catch me on the court. Last week, I'm just last week, Corey, Corey, last week, 
I messed around and got a triple double. You want no problem? Oh my gosh! Come on. <laughs> Keeping <laughs> stats in his rec league game. Hey, no, look, at, look at him! Look at him! Hey, Molly. hey! Right. You know he's got to get excited for something. I guess, right? All right. He's got to get up for something, man. You know. All right, all right, fine. Let's go back to football in real life about what's happening with this game. <laughs> Expectations for Sunday. So you and I, we're going to be at Duffy's, uh, right yep. there on Diversity. Uh, right by Lakeshore Drive, going to be hanging out, watching the Bears game starting at 12 o'clock. Um, so, I mean, what do you what are your expectations? I mean, geez, two backup quarterbacks are going to be playing. Like, I don't even know how – like, how do teams get up for a game like this? You know what I'm saying? Like, like one team is 3-3, three and three, one team is 1-5. and five, Like, but you got your backup quarterbacks and you're, neither one of you are, like, you know, at the top of the, the NFL totem pole. Like, how do you get up for a game like this? You know, the, the, those those are the tough games, but um, – I. The, those are the ones that you, you have you have to get up for, right? Because because you have the backup quarterback, right? So you have to rally around each other to pick up the team. Because you don't have your leader out there, quarterback, right? Jimmy Garoppolo's not there, Justin Fields. So you got to rally around, have everybody up to play. So that's why a lot of times you see certain teams when their backups playing, like for, for years, right? The Patriots when Tom Brady went down, Matt Castle came in, um, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, and they all played well to pick him up, right, because they knew their leader wasn't there. So so guys usually get up and they understand the circumstance. And I, I think we'll see a team that will be flying around trying to play good football to pick up the backups. And we actually saw that on Sunday, right? We saw that when Tyson Bajan came in. I mean, defense was already playing good. But you saw him yep. play a little bit more motivated. Didn't give up any points in the second half, Corey. We were watching that firsthand. And, you know, you thought it might have been just because Justin Jeff. I mean, like, you tell me. Did you think it was because there was no Justin Jefferson and the offense was just thrown off a little bit because they ain't got a running game either? Or did you see, you know, some some high-quality uh, defense being played by the Bears? I, I, thought, I thought the defense played well, right? There were some drops uh, on, on the Viking side, right? Hawkinson dropped a couple, some of the receivers. But I, I definitely think um, they, they played well, right? Now, if Justin Jefferson was in there, that's a little different story, right? Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. He's one of the best receivers in the game right now. But I think, you know, w- when you don't have them out there, I think I think guys get a little juiced up. Like, hey, you know, we, we got to take advantage of this when when there's not a talented guy like him out there. And and they play well. And then all of a sudden when Bajan came in, they started to elevate their game even more. They were they were bringing some pressure on Kirk Cousins, Aaron Throws, able to get off the field on third down, something that's been so inconsistent. So I definitely think the guys were, were, were fired up. They were ready to go. And that's two pretty good weeks of football defensively when you talk about it. So hopefully yeah. they can build off that and continue that, especially with, with Bajan in there. Yeah, most certainly putting them together. And that's what we expected from this Bears defense from the beginning, right? Additions of TJ uh, Edmonds, uh, excuse me, Edwards and, 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 and Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, I think that, you know, that's what we expected. The shoring up the secondary, getting a guy like Tyreek Stevenson in, in the backfield right there, or secondary, excuse me, and then adding the rookies to the defensive line. So when they came together, the assumption was that they'd be playing well. So it's going to take some time for them to do that. But is that just like radio host speak or is that real? You know what I mean? Like if you're putting good, I mean, like how much better can this Bears defense be via continuity? I, I think they can be a lot better because what we've noticed, right, the past two weeks, they've been more consistent with the gap discipline especially in the running game, right? There hasn't been as many of those, those, those gaping holes that we see where running backs are running for 30, 40 yards, right? We're seeing a little bit more attention to detail, and now you're, you're starting to see things come together, right? They're still not generating the pressure like we want to. Iberflus has been a better job, you know, on, on third downs, dialing up the blitz. So that's been getting better. Because if you can stop the run, get yourself to third down, find a way to get off, that's why they've been successful the past past two weeks so if they can if they can still have that recipe play together and and that's that's it Gabe do your job gap discipline rush lanes be able to get pressure and be able to get off on third and longer situations and that's something they've been able to do the All past right. two weeks give me your final score prediction <laughs> Corey loves doing this when we go out okay. uh, to these Bruin views yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say 24-17 I got this one. I got this one in favor of the Bears. Yeah, I do. We're, we're, we're pretty much right there. 24, a couple of tutties, a running tutty, and then a field goal by Cairo somewhere in there. Or it could be 17, yep. 13 Raiders. That's the other side yeah. of it. So I, I can see that too because I'm looking at it from, you know, Foreman Evans uh, ran the ball really well last week. Younger quarterback, 
You're going to try to take the pressure off them. Uh, I think that's where they really exploit, uh, you know, the, the Raiders. When you talk about Crosby and some of these these talented rushers, you know, the screens, the draws, getting them off balance with some of these these uh, zone plays and whatnot. So I could see them really controlling the game, and it could be a situation like you talk about lower scoring game because of that running game. Corey, I appreciate you jumping on, man. I will see you Sunday again. Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear, and I will be at Duffy's for uh, Fox 32 watching the Bears game. Make sure you guys come out if you're in the city. All right, go put those girls to bed. Have a good one, man. Thanks for hanging out. Yes, sir. Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear, hanging out with us here on 670 The Score. So on Sunday, he just looked me in the eyes. Uh, Robbie and and Sean are two producers today. He looks me in the eyes like, dude, when are you going to get me on the show? And I'm like, dude. I curse. I said, I'm effing every day if you want. <laughs> like you could yeah, be my literally friend. throw like, a dart on the calendar. We'll like, take you. Yeah. I feel like I ask you too much. So the sure. fact that you're asking me, that's actually pretty cool. And then that's when I milked it. And I was like, well, I'm going to have you on for two segments. <laughs> I'm not just going to have you on for one segment. That's silly. Yeah. And then you insult him and tell me you could beat him in basketball. <laughs> Is that insulting though? It's not insulting. It's just like. That'd be like Sean. Do you know what it is to 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 do a, a to have your your buddy and and your 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 coworker and friend be an imposing six foot seven, three hundred pound human being that everyone stares at because he's so big. Yeah, man, my I mean, dad's like so big. And then all of a sudden, we walking around, and it's like I have to do something to emasculate him so that I could feel like See, I'm on the same. You page. don't have to though. <laughs> but I do. You I don't, do. No, no, trust me. As friends, I got to do it because because the fact that it gets under his skin. Look at me looking up in the sky like at six seven. The fact that it bothers him is like I win. I win. Who cares if I win or lose? Sure. The fact that he argues with me about it is my. It's the one thing I have to hold on to. This is how you win. Yeah, I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even exist when we go out. It's like no one knows I'm there. I'm like, yo, what's up? It's Gabe from 670 to score, Fox 32. And everybody's like, yeah. And, I want, um, and I'm here with former Chicago Bear, Corey. It's like, I'm watching these games. People are coming up to us. Like, oh, can you sign this, Corey? And I'm just sitting there in the corner. And I'm just like, bro, I'm literally, I'm, I'm here too. You can come sign my Bear stuff. I've signed all of your Bear stuff. You right? signed all my stuff. That's good. Mama Sears got a whole wall of Gabe Ramirez stuff. Who's this Gabe? <laughs> what position does he play? All right, on the way on the other side. Speaking of basketball, I do want to chat briefly about the Chicago Bulls. Uh, big, big things happening here on the score. Nice little kickoff season preview. Uh, I will tell you who's going to be joining me and what we should be expecting from the Chicago Bulls on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez, live and local, right here on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy. The score. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Here is Zach over the Bulls logo right forward. Driving on Flynn to the rack up and good. Zach Levine going coast to coast. It's Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Bulls kicking off the season in just under a week. You saw the, hear the, heard the highlights there. And this Friday, myself, Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Bergamini, Bulls season preview special right here on 670. The score, it's going to be Friday from 7 to 9 p.m. I did one of these last year, and it's kind of, again, it's just, the best part about being like a Chicago kid and working on the score is that you selfishly get to have these interviews and, and it just, it's so self-serving, but it, it, it serves the people also. But for me, it's self-serving. So having Chuck, Bill and Alyssa here, you know, the people that do the game uh, here on 670 to score, I just get to ask them like things that I really genuinely want to know. And it's not fluff, no fluff. I ask them real questions. And last year, it was a bit intimidating, right? Cause you want to give like your opinions about the bulls as a you know sports reporter here on 670 score but then like they actually cover the team day in and day out and then you're like so if i'm like yeah kobe needs to be starting <laughs> and then you got like chuck and he's like well game <laughs> off the bench kobe is great and you're like ah oh, damn i thought i had a good take there so he'll be here uh bill wennington will be here Alyssa Bergen, Minnie will be here we'll get to talk about you know what's happening with the bulls and i'm just you know it, 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 did, it has felt good, Bulls fans, to see the same guys at training camp. And I know that's something that AK and Mark Eversley has been, have been preaching, and that's continuity with this Bulls team. That's how you're going to get them to the next level, you know, playing with the same guys. And I will say seeing, you know, seeing Ayo back felt good. You know, seeing Zach and DeMar and Vooch, not necessarily, you know, for, for what I want the team to be, but just it felt good. And then I started believing it a little bit. I'm thinking, man, you know, yeah, you know, these guys have played together a little bit, and there is something to be said about that. And it's just, you know, you'd wish there could be one more component. And just like every other year, the component has to be, you know, Patrick Williams and Kobe White, guys that, that need to be developed and, 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 and have, have, have been slow and low, like Jason Fitz said for, for the Chicago Bears. You got to cook them slow and low, and then eventually they end up uh, being something good. We got uh, Robbie Triano. He's uh, one of our new producers here at 670 to score. Rob, you said you're a basketball guy, right? Huge basketball fan. What's your favorite team? Uh, so I'm right outside the city of Detroit, so I'm a Pistons fan. Okay. So we are both tortured fan bases. Yeah, most moment. certainly. What do you think about Jaden Ivey coming off the bench this year? That's what they're saying. That's been the the recent discussion yeah. so far, but I kind of like Jaden Ivey a whole lot. But like, I will just say, like being a Detroit fan, like it is weird when the Lions are the only good thing going for us right now, uh, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is very strange. You're, you're in but, bizarro land right now. But right now, our division in basketball is terrible yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of the Bucks. Of really course. Bad. They're they're bad, and then you just got to beat up on each other in there. But Pistons look like they got some good. I like, I like uh, who's the guy you got from uh, from the Golden State Warriors? No, 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 Jalen Duran. That's what I'm thinking of, right? Jalen Duran. Duran, yeah. my bad, my bad. No, he's a beast. big, big dude. Like him. No, 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 I'm thinking of James Wiseman. Right? Not as good. Not as not good as, as Jalen Duran at all. Not not as good. Nearly as good. But it seems like you guys got a good thing going over there. Monty Williams, definitely the right guy to get you guys playing at a high level. You just hope that you're not a try-hard team. You know? You, you get a plan. You try hard all season. Got a decent record. And then you just get blown out in the playoffs because you can't get to that point. Bulls, on the other hand, uh, what do you think about the, the notion of continuity, getting them to the next level? I don't know what that means. Just uh, more so like having the same guys come back year after year so that they, they they have a semblance of playing with one another, and that's what propels them to no, the next I, level. No, I agree with that. And the thing with I see with the Bulls is they're a team that like has talent that is like you can call them a star, but they're not really a star. And I don't know, I don't know what's going to exactly take them to the next level because it's not like they have a number one overall pick or even a top five sure, pick to like sure. bring them to that level. Yeah. That's where I'm like, what is going to propel this team to the next level? Yeah, and Bulls? I think I think it's there's a couple things you could point to, and I think. The one, and I've, we've been waiting, or I've been waiting personally, for the torch to be passed from DeMar to Zach. You saw, saw it happen in the second half of the season last year. And so for me, it's Zach Levine becoming a 30-point scorer, right? And where DeMar's productivity drops just a little bit. He gets out of that 24 range, 23 range, 
it gets down to that 1920 range where you're a bucket, but you know, you, you're, you're a, a second option and Vooch still has his 2010, but it's Zach getting to the 30 points. And then it's Patrick Williams getting to that Luol Dang status, ooh, right? Ooh. That like 17, 18 points a game, oh, yeah. good defense, gravity, like seven boards. And that's what the bulls need. Someone that, that isn't ball dependent, but that can still kind of get you in that space. And, and, you well, know. you know what's annoying, though, is like DeMar DeRozan did that in San Diego. Like, he was a facilitator. Yeah. He averaged like seven and a half Because Pop made yeah. him, though. Or San, I said San Diego, San Antonio. San Antonio. Pop made him do that. That's true. Like, it's a lot easier to do when you yeah. got a guy like Popovich and not Billy Donovan <laughs> telling you what to do. Yeah. Billy Donovan's not going to tell him anything. They're already talking about resigning him for some extra, extra time. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. But again, Friday, 7 o'clock, myself, Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Berg and Minnie, we're going to be in here previewing the Chicago Bulls season. Make sure you're here for it on Friday. All right, coming up in 8 o'clock hour, Pete Futek's going to be hanging out with us at 820, and he's a college football expert, going to be telling us exactly what we should be thinking about Caleb Williams. And I will say this, he's a huge USC fan, loves Lane Kiffin, loves Caleb Williams, but I don't know if he thinks that Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in college football. So, Stick around at 820 so you can hear that. And we'll jump back into some Bears thoughts, play some audio uh, from some of the guys and see what they think about the upcoming matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll do that next. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.